This is Beering Ain't Easy. Do you spend all week thinking about what new beer you'll try next? Then yeah, this podcast is for you. Come join us while we try new beers, share our ratings, debate craft beer culture, and in the process, throw a few jabs at ourselves. So crack one if you got one, and turn it up. Welcome to Beerin' Ain't Easy with Adam and Drew, episode four. We got something special for y'all today. Basically what brought us together and made us think about even doing a freaking podcast. We always have something special for y'all. I think I think if there's one thing y'all have learned by now, it's that we're never going to have anything special for you. That's pretty much true. Except today. Except for today. Dot, dot, dot. So, let's talk about our last episode. So, we relived our glory days, or lack thereof. What are you thinking about last episode and last week's beer? I'm a little regretful that I didn't shout out a few more of the breweries in San Diego that I visited, because there were some pretty awesome ones. Belching Beaver... Obviously, modern times. We went to Ballast Point, but I'm still I still feel pretty good about that beer. I liked it. It was good. What do you think? Belching Beaver is probably the coolest brewery name I've ever heard. Funny story about Belching Beaver is I bought a hat there, and I was feeling pretty good on that brewery tour that I aforementioned. And I, I brought that home, and when I brought it home and showed it to my wife, and she saw Belching Beaver, she's like, that's the worst name of a brewery I've ever heard in my life. And she never <laughs> wanted to be in public with me when I wore that hat. So it eventually went to Goodwill, but I held on to that hat in my closet for a really long period of time. Which Goodwill did you take it to? I'm going to go find it. That's for me to know and for you to find out. Process, dive. process of elimination. So as I think about the beer last week, there's really only one word that describes it for me, and it is disappointment. I'm not feeling the same that you're feeling. It just was not that great. It was just a good old solid beer, but I expect so much better from modern times, and especially when I see a modern times in a Houston grocery store. Is it possible that you've put them on this pedestal that you can never reach again? That is more than possible, and it's it's very likely. And for that very reason, I may never have another Modern Times beer. Until that five comes along, the chase. The chase. And I will definitely buy Modern Times the next time I see it, so don't be fooled by me. There was one thing from that episode that... I started really looking at our first three episodes, and there was a trend that I noticed. And that trend was that Adam has not rated a beer other than a 3.75. I feel like he's got no range. So today, like regardless of what we're drinking, is he going to venture away from that like safety net of the 3.75 rating? That is how... I keep the listeners locked in and loaded, waiting for my next rating. So I promise you there will be a time, if you listen long enough, which is probably up in question at this point, there will be a time where I rate a beer other than that. 
will that day be today? We do have a really interesting beer today, and I'm pretty excited about it. What is it? It's too early to tell them about it. So do you at least want to tell them what we're going to talk about before we crack the beer? We are going to talk about beer behaviors that have been established in this pandemic lifestyle that we are now living and if you took all that mumbo jumbo of words and combined it into one word it would be beardemic beardemic that is without a doubt the best podcast episode name of all time and i'll give drew credit he he came up with that one damn right i did i mean i come up with most of our shit that will probably be the only clever thing drew ever does on this podcast but I will give him credit for that. So the thing about the coronavirus is that I don't think we would have actually ever had the idea to do a podcast if there if we weren't bored out of our fucking minds, looking at a wall, not going to bars, not going to breweries. I mean, what do you think? I never would have ever thought in a million years that I would be sitting here doing a podcast. Do you even listen to podcasts? I do. I listen to one podcast because I am a diehard Chicago Bears fan and I love the Hogan Johns podcast. And I've always thought it was really interesting because I always sat there listening and I'm like, these guys don't do anything to fucking prepare for this thing. They just show up and shoot the shit and talk about bears. And I feel like I could do that with a ton of my buddies from home. And then as I sit here and I do this podcast... I'm like, wow, it really does not take much preparation to sit here and do a podcast. Other than the liquid encouragement beer before the podcast, which is a necessity. And during the podcast and after the podcast. Basically, completely around the world of this podcast. So let's move on to Beardemic. So Drew, talk about one new behavior you've established during this pandemic. I think, it, for me, it went in phases. And phase one was, holy shit, we don't know what this new thing is, this new virus. And there was a period of time for like a month and a half where everybody was locked into their closets and not doing anything. And so the behavior that I think of at the beginning of this thing was the social distance happy hour. And we'll have to share a picture of it with our families, but we literally, we literally live down the street from each other. We have a, a small road that's in between us. And like we parked on one side of the road and Adam and his family parked on the other side of the road. And we like waved and, you know, the kids were like trying to talk across the street and we were like cheersing from across. Like, I don't think I've ever done anything so ridiculous in my life. That was awesome because I needed a happy hour. So we didn't do any happy hours for like the first couple of weeks. And it was like, good God, it feels like it's been five years since I've done a happy hour. And so finally we convinced the wives this would be an acceptable option. And the only way to keep the kids separated was to keep the street in the middle of them because they literally cannot not touch each other. Yeah, that's like one impossibility of COVID is like trying to keep kids separated. It's, it's like impossible if they're anywhere near each other. Did you ever talk to any of your coworkers who don't have kids about social distance happy hours? I don't think I did. <laughs> I, 
a bunch of a bunch of people in my plant who don't have kids. I talk to them about it, and I explain the situation. They're like, "So you're telling me that you sat on one side of the street, <laughs> and the other family sat on the other side of the street, and you guys drank beer and talked? Like, I don't get it." <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it, it was ridiculous, but it worked. It worked. And, and it, I couldn't imagine have made it through this without that. Yeah. And on those early days, too, I also think back to, you know, you know, our, our families were at different stages of comfort level of being close to other people. And could you and I, like, go for a beer after the kids were in bed? Like, there was periods of time where I was touch and go. You know, we couldn't, you know, get even within the street level of each other. And so my first beer that I really brought over to Adam, it was a special beer. I took a video of it and I suited up in the proper protective gear. (laughs) (laughs) The proper protective gear. So at this point, I think you got to give the audience a little more background on what we do so they understand where we're coming from. So Adam and I both work in the chemical industry And so kind of like folks that work in the refineries, we have to wear protective equipment when we go out in in the field where there's chemicals present. So he uses we very loosely. He he acts like he's the one doing any work and he literally couldn't be further from doing work. So there are people that work for his company that are wearing protective equipment and going out doing work while he sits in his office. But sure as shit, he is not part of that we. I think it's fair to extend that description to both Adam and I. Since we're both in leadership positions, we're not turning a lot of freaking wrenches anymore. We're both in leadership positions, but for the record, (laughs) I am in operations. Drew is in EHS. A newly EHS... And so that's the running joke is that I constantly make fun of what a loser he's become as an EHS person. And for those that don't understand what EHS is, it's environmental health and safety. And so what Adam doesn't understand is there's no company that can run unsafe without negative consequences. And so I'm right there. I'd say an essential part of the team right next to the folks turning wrenches. All right, so I think it's time to talk about some other beer behaviors. Wait, wait, before you switch that, we didn't even get into oh, the yeah, We completely didn't even... forgot about that story. They're like, why are these idiots blabbing about their work? I don't give a shit what they do. We saw okay. a shiny object, and we, like, <laughs> diverted again. It happens every episode. All right, tell them the story. All right, so when we talk about protective gear in the plants... We wear these like these marshmallow blue suits that are called FRCs. Time out. It's time to crack a beer. Oh, nicely done. What are we drinking, man? This is really an interesting beer, and I was pretty excited about this beer. So this, the name of this beer is Experimental Amber, and it is a coffee. Amber from Backfish Brewery in Pearland, Texas. And so I thought this would be 
a good beer to go over during the podcast because Drew is obsessed with coffee beers. Absolutely. I am obsessed with Ambers. And so we're going to find out. So with our powers combined. With our sensational powers combined, we are going to find out who likes this beer more. And so before we talk about the beer, (laughs) I want to finish this story because it's the best COVID story there is. And I'm going to post the video because I made a really good pourer in the video. So protective equipment. It's basically wearing a big jumpsuit that's blue, that's flame retardant. Some boots, some gloves, a facial covering, some goggles, and a hard hat. I suited up in all this shit in my house. I got a growler from Spindle Tap, of course. Of course. I poured it immaculately, and then I walked it over to Adam's house in the full gear without telling him. And that was your first draft beer of COVID, wasn't it? I mean, was there a draft beer before that? That was my first, but not my last, draft beer of COVID. And that's really the only way I would have accepted a beer from Drew. I mean, I was unclean. I could have had the COVID. Yeah, and that's exactly why that was the only way that I would have accepted that beer. And my wife was still a little leery of me accepting the beer. Which I I didn't understand because... Social distancing has not been something that's been super hard for me, especially when I'm around Adam. I try to stay as far away as freaking possible. Oh, you mother. (laughs) Okay, so the new beer behavior that I have is I was never really into going to breweries and getting beer to take home. I I mean, I might might get a four-pack here or there, or, you know, maybe maybe a growler every now and then. But never in my life had I gone to a brewery just to get beer to take home. And I have done that quite frequently. I'm probably at this point doing that once a week right now. I, I think the difference is that we ain't got nowhere to go right now. We're at our houses. <laughs> and so... Like and we, you know, what's what's great about drinking this backfish beer is we live in the suburbs. We live in Pearland essentially, and you know sometimes that that motivation to drive into the city is not there. But when you got nowhere to go, it's like that's a trip for the family. There's been times where I've thrown the kids in the car. Hey, we're driving up to the brewery, <laughs> and I'm just going to pick up a beer because like. That's entertainment. It's like driving there, and then you walk in, and you're like, hey, can I have a ton of four-packs for way too much money? Yes, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually exactly how I stumbled across this beer. Jody, my wife, was going stir-crazy in the house, and I was like, hey, why don't we get out of the house? And she's like, oh, yeah, maybe we should go for a drive. I was like, well, if we're going for a drive – I'm going to stop by this brewery, you know, that way uh, we're driving with a purpose. It's a perfectly logical explanation of what you should do when you're on a drive. You got to go somewhere, you know, there's, you can't just drive. That's right. Okay. You touched on it. You talked about how expensive beer is getting right now. What on earth is going on with these $20 four packs? I don't know, man. It's like I look at it and I'm like, who would pay for this? 
And then I've got like two four packs in my shopping cart and I walk out of there and I'm like, this is ridiculous, but I'm going to come back when you get that new release in two weeks. <laughs> that new release is sucking me in. So if I see a four pack for like 18, 20 bucks at the grocery store or even at like Total Wine, I'm like, what kind of an idiot is going to buy that? And then I go to a brewery and it's like, I get a couple of four packs that are like, oh, that's $55. I'm like, Okay, they're not too bad. (laughs) It's because it's straight from the source. Straight from the source. We've been blabbing for quite a while here now. So there really is one question that needs to be asked right now. We've talked about a lot of new beer behaviors during this pandemic or beer-demic. The question is, what behaviors will stick? I think one of the behaviors that's going to stick is the straight to the source. That at least for me, like it opened up the this whole forget the bars, man. Go straight to the brewery, stay on top of that Facebook feed, see when that new release is coming out, and bring it to the house because that's been fun. I mean, I've, I've honestly enjoyed that quest to find the new release that's coming out before it sells out. There is a 0% chance I eliminate that behavior. I always used to love going to breweries, but with three small kids, it is such a freaking nightmare managing those little rascals at the brewery. And so I might do that like from time to time, but half the reason I want to go to the brewery is because there's a new beer I want to get. And now I'm just going to go to the brewery and get the beer and take it home. Yeah, that's that that's that's the truth. And I literally have added like six different breweries to my Facebook feed. So I'm constantly getting tempted by those new releases and I'm just got that itch. I'm like, do I need to drive to Humble today? Do I need to drive up north? I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I need that new new fresh release, you know. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, for me, my Facebook feed is just like feeding an alcoholic it's just just like if i open facebook my facebook feed is just flooded by new beers new if you want to make it through the work week it's better just not to look at facebook (laughs) until the weekend otherwise you're just gonna start drinking really early on in the week the one thing i am gonna miss about the pandemic is jody wanting to get out of the house and me being able to lure her to go into the brewery yeah, because otherwise there's other activities that you get caught up in. There's something you got to take your kids to that's closed right now. The right now, birthday parties. Yeah. Good God. That's been one of my favorite things about the pandemic <laughs> no is not having to go to all these goddamn birthday parties. Otherwise, you can do the drive-by birthday parties where oh you God. can crack a beer <laughs> and you're driving by and you just have to honk while you're drinking a beer. And you're like, we're done. I don't have to go to Chuck E. Cheese. I've been praying that is one thing that sticks, the drive-by birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Our kids may not appreciate it, but by God, we love it. Yes. All right. So at this point, I think the audience is getting sick of listening to our bullshit. Let's bring on the ratings. So 
what is your initial reaction to this beer? So when I look at it, it looks like an amber. It's got that, that great dark color, dark tan color of an amber. You smell the nose on it, and it's all coffee. You smell that, and it smells like a coffee stout, and that definitely intrigued me when I went in for it. Um, I like this beer. It's it's malty, and the coffee it's it's pleasant. I, I'm I'm not I'm still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to calibrate my rating in my head. But I want to hear what your thoughts are and just the look, the smell, and the taste of the beer before I go there. I think it is a very very tasty beer. I think it's it's I if I would I would have loved to blind taste this without the description beforehand because I would have been like what the fuck is this beer yeah like I I don't know what category it is right it's it's malty but it's coffee and so it's I don't know that I've really had a beer exactly like this before it has a pretty good coffee smell in when I bought the beer I was afraid it would be a little overpowering coffee taste but I don't really think it's an overpowering coffee taste at all. And so I, I really think it's a, it's a perfect mixture of the two. And it's something that I would, I would buy again. And as you're learning from listening to this podcast, it takes a lot for me to buy a beer again. And so, so if you're saying you're going to buy it again, I mean, we started this episode questioning your range of ratings are you going to branch away from 375 today like what the hell are you going to go with with you coming at me like that there was no way i could go with 375 <laughs> so that i mean that was not even that wasn't even on the table when i started this episode i i just it was impossible for me to go with 375 so i've influenced your rating i, I feel powerful this beer has influenced my rating and this beer came at me today and said, I'm either going to be a 3.5 or less or a 4.0 or greater. Adam, you decide what to rate me. And that rating is? It's a 4.0. But I was tinkering with a 4.25. Yeah? You were, you were almost in that elite category. It was very, very close. It... If it was a little bit thicker, I think it would be a 4.25. Hmm. I am going to align with Adam on this. I'm going 4.0. Copier. Yeah. We, we need to find somebody <laughs> as a guest on this show that brings another opinion because we align too closely on these beers. So we're going to work on that for our future episodes, but... This beer, like, I keep smelling it, and I'm like, I am in love with the smell of this because it's all coffee. I think we can all agree this pandemic has brought on a lot of bad things for us. But without the pandemic, we never would have had this fantastic beer. And so with that, see you all next time. This has been a Beering Ain't Easy production at the Sesh Coworking Podcast Studio in Houston, Texas. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to see what we're drinking, our untapped handles are Beering Ain't Easy Adam 
and Bearing Ain't Easy Drew. 